Welcome back, folks. Welcome back, America, here to the Sebi Podcast Radio Show. Love is in the air. It's mid-February. And when it's mid-February, it's also the NBA All-Star Game. Live from Chicago, myself and Michael Gray dissect every competition and much, much more. We also look ahead and talk about the XFL during and after the Super Bowl, some NFL free agency, and NBA news. The Sebi Podcast Radio Show, live inside Studio Z. Let's get to it. This is Sebi Podcast. Podcast radio show, myself and Michael Gray back at it again inside the studios at WNSC. Yeah, we getting it by any means. Love is in the air. Ain't that right, Mike? Nah, always. Always. <laughs> well, probably even more now. Now that, uh, you know, Valentine's Day is right upon us. You know, February 14, everybody look forward to that. Of course, there for sure. And, of course, we're back here with my ride partner, Mike Gray, back at it again. Love is in the air. Love is in the air. Mid-February for sure. I've got my lady uh, in town, and I know we're doing something very special this weekend. And, and what about yourself, Mike? Yeah, definitely, man. I'm going to do something special this weekend as well with my lady, too. So uh, it's going to be a great weekend. Just, just, just good energy in the air, that's all. Yeah, yeah, Mike and his feelings, that's all. That's what it means. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless... Mid-February also means the NBA All-Star Weekend. This is a tradition that has been done since the days of the late 40s. Um, the NBA All-Star Game, the festivities to all the competitions that we have going on. This year, it's back in a familiar town where the ABA before the NBA started. That's in Chicago, Illinois. Well-deserved for this town of Chicago. A lot of NBA guys from Chicago, you talk about the great Anthony Davis, the Patrick Beverly's of the world. Oh, so yeah. it's good to definitely have um, the NBA All-Star Game as such a prestigious town, Chi-Town. Yeah, definitely. Chi-Town has brought us uh, some amazing memories basketball-wise over the years. You know, just having an All-Star Game there, it's going to be it's gonna be special. I mean, you know, just in, in these big-time cities where, you know, you can, you can have a great time on the court and then be able to celebrate off the court and, and, enjoy, the, and enjoy the city. I know it's going to be windy and cold, but I'm sure everybody in All-Star Weekend is going to have a great time. Yeah, no doubt there for sure. They are going to have a blast there for sure. I was thinking about going, Mike, thinking about going to Chicago. I looked at the weather, high of 16, lows of negative one. I said, I'm, <laughs> knock me out of it. <laughs> I said, knock me out of it. I said, I didn't want no part of it. So, that's not that's not your, that's not that's, your stilo right there that's, at all. That's, that's, that's not my forte, Mike. I'm not used to nah. that. I said I, I would dodge that. But nevertheless, we do have the game going on. We'll start off with that. Our opening segment today, guys, is proud and sponsored by Geico. All of our regional Central Florida areas. Geico. Even a gecko knows and smart enough to not even be a human, but it's a reptile. He knows 15 minutes can save you 15% on your car insurance. All of our regional Geico supporters and fans here on the Sebi Podcast Radio Show. And Mike, we'll start off with the Foot Locker three-point competition. To me, Mike, this is the one that I'm looking forward to. I thought the slam dunk was not that impressive this year with the participants, but I am ready for this three-point contest. A lot of big names. Joe Harris being the reigning defending champion, looking to, of course, defend that title that he had last year. Got some big yeah. names. Buddy Heald, 
Damian, <laughs> Dame Dollar, where there's something to talk about him, Mike, what tier he's on. And, and we'll see what he, a performance he can do in Chi-Town as well. So I got to bring this to you, Mike. Who will be your champion Saturday night? I know the popular pick right now probably would be uh, Damian Lillard because of the role that he's on right now. But I'm going to go with Joe Harris, uh, Sebi. I think Joe, Joe Harris will defend his, his crown because he's one of those, he's one of those special three-point shooters that you won't hear a lot from him throughout the season. But you know if you watch him play and you know He's one of the best three-point shooters in basketball. That, 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 that's just his mantra. That's his forte. And a, a moment like this, he's going to be motivated to, you know, make a name for it. So he made a big-time name for himself last year when he defeated Steph in his hometown, I believe. And, uh, you know, I think this year he's able to defend his crown and he just continues that, continues that momentum. All right. I, I respect that pick there. Joe Harris is huge. Nets have a huge, huge problem at the end of the season. They got to pay people. And then Joe Harris is one of them. If not, he'll get 80, 90 million somewhere else because when you can shoot the three, you're a valuable asset for an NBA franchise. But I think outside of Steph, I think it's Trey's world and we're living in it, Mike. Trey Young, I mean, come on now, 30 30 points, almost 11 dimes a game. I know he gets lost in Atlanta because they're not very good. They've been a disappointment thus far. But I'm going with Trigger Trey. And they call him Ice Trey or Trey TL, whatever you want to call him. Trey Young. To yeah, me, I like that one. <laughs> the, game, the, the league is in is in special hands, Mike. Luka Doncic for the next 10 years. Trey oh, Young yeah. for the next 10 years. Can you believe that, Mike? I mean, come on. Uh, and, and in a game where there aren't any defenses for 30-footers, this guy's pulling up from the logo sign. This guy's pulling up from 35, 33 feet. The farther he gets, the, 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 the more – it seems that at a higher rate that they go through the net. And so in a game like this, the, the, the game rules have changed now um, in this three-point contest this year. They're doing it a little bit farther. And, and the three-point shot with the long 30-footers favor a guy like Damian Lillard and also Trey Young. I think it's going to come down to those two in the finals. But I'm going with Trigger Trey. I think he's going to put the NBA, you know, national on national TV, on TNT. He's going to put the spotlight on notice and say, hey, the Hawks are going to be my team for a decade plus now, and I think the world should notice who Trey Young is. So I'm going with that. Yeah, that, that, that that's that's a great pick. I mean, long ball trade, trigger trade. That's You can't really go wrong with any of these picks, to be honest with you. You really can't. Uh, you know, Trey Young, he's yeah, I know, I know. People, he gets he gets overshadowed, like you said, because of you know the Hawks' record and things of that nature. But if you look at his numbers and look at look at the the where he's where he's been pulling up this year from logo, we call him Logo Lillard. We need to call him Logo Logo Trey. Yeah, he's he's pulling up from the logo as well. So that that, that that's that's not a bad pick at all. Yeah, definitely. Especially a lot of people has been speculations that they were questioning him even being a starter. I'm like, you guys have been watching basketball. They've been watching guy, basketball. That's this, all that is. This guy is is remarkable at, at what he does in such 21 age, 21 years old, Mike. Can you believe that uh, as well? And I think he, he's a fantastic passer. I think coming in at the age of 21, he's probably already a better playmaker than Steph was at the age of 21. Yes. Yes, I still I think agree. even right now, he's a better playmaker at that age before uh, 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 Steph Curry. So, um, I agree. We'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see about that then. So we move on to the skills challenge. Obviously, this is a challenge that is being defended by my guy Jason Tatum, the champion last year in Charlotte. He comes back as the reigning defending champion to title that. But there's some new guys in this, Mike. You've got the Pat Bevs coming back home to Chicago. You've got Bam Adebayo, Demodis Sabonis, guys like sneaky guys like Shy Gilgis Alexander. Spencer Denwitty is the favorite in six to one. So, Mike, who will be your pick? Hmm, that's tough. Um, I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll with Spencer Denwitty. I'm gonna roll with Spencer on this one. I think I think Spencer's gonna take it. I know Patrick Beverly is gonna be fired up for this one because he, like you said, he's at home, and I know he's gonna give everything in this challenge. He's He's going to sneak up and really be in the conversation of possibly winning it because he's going to take it more serious than others. But I, if I had to go with somebody, I'm going with Spencer just because the delivery and the, the 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 way he's going to be able to make everything smooth and just it, it's Spencer's just such a smooth player that I, I I just see him I see him feasting on a uh, on a challenge like this. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he he's never unwavering, Mike. Always in his pace. It's one of the yep. great things about Spencer Denver is for that great game-winning winner that he had in Indiana uh, last night ago 
Um, in these type of challenges, it's really hard for a defending champion to uh, repeat. I think that's only been done once. I mean, these these challenges are really hard. Uh, so I know Tatum is my guy, and he's the odds-on favorite with Spencer Dinwiddie. But I'm going to give you a little wrinkle here, Mike. I'm going to pick a big. I'm going with Bam Adebayo out of Miami. Now, you look at this guy. He's 6'11". You look at him, and you ask yourself, how can a massive guy like that can be so agile, so athletic? How can he guard one through five? How can he be able to move and glide and cover so much ground like that? And I think in a game like this, where all the betting odds are going to be with the guards, there's always a big out of nowhere that comes in and, and gives a spotlight. I think Bam Adebato is able enough and agile enough to move around them cones. I think he's able enough to dribble that ball and throw it in that hole. I, I, he's got to make that shot. That's <laughs> that's the hard part. Uh, but <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Bam Adebayo here. I think he's the one that's getting overlooked here. Uh, um, so I've got to show some love to the 305 in Miami. That's the that's two of the biggest questions for me when it comes to Bam out of bio because I I wasn't expecting you to pick him to be honest with you but when 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 the the two questions that I have for Bam is yeah we know how athletic he is we know he's shifty enough he can he can hang uh, agility wise with a lot a lot of the guards and stuff like that but when it comes to you know the, the dribbling and his handle like will he be able to make that happen and also like you said the shot those are the two worrisome uh, parts for me I don't I don't really know how 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 skilled of a dribbler he is, and I don't, uh, I haven't really seen him attempt too many shots. So, the, the, those two parts alone are, are question marks for me. But I mean, hey, hey, it's, it, we've seen stranger things in the All Star game. Yeah, <laughs> definitely there for sure. The granddaddy of them all comes with the Sprite Slam Dunk contest. Mike, I'll be honest with you, this is a disappointment. I thought Zach Levine, the hometown guy, would be participating in this. He was upset that he didn't get picked in the Eastern All Star team. Uh, so he's out of it. Um, but you know, we're, they, we've got our four participants, Pat Connington from the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. The, the brother can jump, right? Yeah. It yeah. doesn't have to be anything about race, skin color, gender. I mean, the guy can jump. All right. <laughs> and you've also got Aaron Gordon or O-Town's finest. Who's probably seeking some revenge, Mike, from what happened the, the, the massacre. You know what I'm saying? The the robbery that happened in 2016. He's back in the slam dunk contest. Mm-hmm. You've got Dwight Howard, 2008 champion, also here in Orlando when he won that as well with the Superman dunk and new timer as well. Derek Jones Jr. and all the Florida guys are there apparently out of Miami. We know how <laughs> we know he can fly for sure. Yeah. So, Mike, it's a, not your fantastic slam dunk contest not the you know highly anticipated one but four qualified guys who are you rolling with i'm gonna roll with Derek jones jr i think he's gonna make a name for himself because when i look at these four dunkers i'm, th- I'm thinking about the one dunker that's gonna excite the crowd and it's gonna galvanize everybody in the crowd and make people get about their seats and some of the dunks in-game dunks that i've seen from Derek jones jr have been amazing i mean this guy's athleticism is through the roof I mean, it's been times where he's gone up for dunks or gone up to uh, catch alley-oops and his head was above the backboard. Yeah. I mean, this brother, this brother is is freakishly athletic. Yeah. So if, if, if I had to pick somebody out of those four that would wow the – because I, I agree with you, uh, Sevi. I don't think this duck contest is going to be uh, that that exciting because it hasn't really been that exciting for the last few years because it's, 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 it's a lack of creativity as far as the new dunks are concerned, but – if I had to pick somebody that's going to wild the crowd and that's going to really shake up, shake up everybody, I'm going to go with Derrick Jones Jr. Not, not, not mad about that pick at all. I mean, the the guy, <laughs> there's nothing he can't do. When he flies in the air, everybody get out the way. I mean, you do not want to be in his airspace, or else he will try to catch a body and dunk on you. So yep. we've seen that as well. But I'm going to go with Aaron Gordon here. I think he has unfinished business to do. Now I'm biased. I'm in the Orlando area. I get to see him a lot, but. <laughs> He may not have the 2016 athleticism that he had. Maybe he doesn't even have the creativity of the difficulty of dunks that he did. Because, I mean, in recent memory, him and, and Levine going at it, that might have been the best slam dunk I've seen in recent memory. But right. um, I'm, I'm going with him. I'm not sure if he's already pulled out all the tricks off a, 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 a magician's uh, hat. I mean, I don't know if he's shown us everything he's already got, but if he is, I don't want to be the man to be against him. And so I'm going to go with 
Aaron Gordon, we saw what he did in 2016, and I'm excited to see what he does as an encore performance. So yeah. I'm going to go with Aaron Gordon. I mean, we know the brother can fly. He's 6'9", freakish athleticism out of Arizona. Um, his game has elevated, but nothing has left with him being a high riser. I think in a big stage like this on TNT, he'll make sure that they remember him. Yeah, he definitely will. And I, and I, and I don't think he's done as far as, you know, you know his his creativity with dunks because you know he he he's had three years of this i'm sure he's been thinking about this for quite some time and just waiting for the right moment and i i see um i see a, i see a high possibility for that as well but I, I i to be honest with you i wouldn't be surprised if the finals came down to aaron aaron gordon and Derek jones jr and that that would be that would be a crazy finals matchup that might that might uh, uh, change people's minds about about how this dunk contest comes out. But uh, you're right, Aaron, Aaron Gordon does have unfinished business, so we'll see. Yeah, a lot of unfinished business to do. And that wraps up our segment there for the NBA competitions for Saturday night. Obviously, the game is on Sunday. We don't have to debate about that. We should just ban and prohibit Mr. Giannis Antetokounmpo from being GM. So, uh <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and, and and talk about that there. But this is the segment here where we talk about our Power Five, Mike, before we talk about the hottest teams in the NBA or the sleepers if well. Nothing has changed at one. The Milwaukee Bucks, Mike, they're on pace for 71 wins, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. They're 45 and 7, right? 45 and 7. How unbelievable is this for the Milwaukee Bucks? Uh, they're number one in pace, Mike, number one in defensive rating, number mm-hmm. one in net rating, number two mm-hmm. in offensive rating. How can you go against the Milwaukee Bucks at one? I don't know what Yanias is doing right now, the runaway league MVP at the moment. At number two, Mike, you'll be surprised. The Boston Celtics are at two. They've been the rolling. Celtics have done, they've won 10 of their last 11, and the mm-hmm. 10 in one stretch they have Jason Tatum, twenty, almost 27 a game. They've had seven Celtics averaging double digits in that stretch. And they are number two in net rating just behind the Bucks. Number three in defense. Number five in offensive rating. And 18th in pace. Number three, the hottest team in basketball. 15 winners of 15 in a row. The Toronto Raptors. Fourth in net rating. Second in defense only to the Milwaukee Bucks. 11th in offense. And 15 in pace. Siakam, Larry, Van Vliet. Serge Ibaka, Aoji Adenobi, Terrence Davis. It could be any guy for Nick Nurse's squad that steps up. The Raptors, impressive in their 15-game winning streak. They host Brooklyn tomorrow night there for sure. The Lakers, who are at two, fall to four. They're third in net rating, fifth in defense, fourth in offense, and 13th in in, in pace. LeBron James and Anthony Davis has been superb, but there have been moments in the season, Mike, where the others haven't stepped up. Darren Collinson's decline for to be a Laker has kind of hindered them looking there for another ball handler when James goes to the bench. But mm-hmm. the Lakers are remain a top four team in the power rankings. And to wrap up the fifth team is the Clippers. They're fifth in that rating, sixth ranked in defense, only allowing 104 a game. Six in offense and eighth in pace. Without Kawhi or Paul George, this team is staying steady. I think the emergence and the acquisition of Marcus Morris makes them, mm-hmm. I think, contenders in the mm-hmm. Clippers. They basically picked up the guy that the Lakers wanted in the battle for Western supremacy. And that wraps up the top five, Mike. Anything that stands out to you? Yeah, definitely, man. This Milwaukee team, like you said, the, the collection of role players that they have, you know, being the being number one in three point attempts and also three point makes for a game in the, in the league that you know caters around three point shooting, you're gonna you're gonna win a lot of games. And then you have, and then that that helps out a lot because that's coming from the others. Your best player isn't even a knockdown three point shooter, and you still have these numbers. And that 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 just lets you know how special this Milwaukee team is. Um, you know, when you when you look at the Boston Celtics, they've been on a roll lately. And I, I I'm not gonna lie to you, uh, Sebi, this brother Jason Tatum. Oh my god. This brother's special, man. This brother is special on all levels. And then you got, you know, Jalen Brown, the emergence of him. Hey, he he's 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 giving you that dog mentality too. And his his offensive game is continuing to 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 get better and better week after week. So 
this this Celtic squad, I'm not even surprised that they're 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 ranked at number two because they they they've been on a tear. And Kemba Kemba's been balling well. He's he's fits in with them. He's been fitting in this system very well. Um, the Lakers, the Lakers. You said the Lakers dropped that number four. Yes, they did. Yeah. The Lakers, are, the Lakers dropped the number four. I'm not surprised they did because they've had a they've had a tough stretch over the last a couple of weeks or so. It's been it's been a little rough for them. They played against some tougher competition. Uh, and just just haven't been able to finish. I, I've noticed something about this Lakers team is that in the he, he, outside of the fact that when LeBron goes to the bench, they struggle to find offense. But in the fourth quarter down the stretch, when the game is on the game is tight, they struggle to they struggle to put the ball in the hole and really find have that have that person to just close the game for them. So I noticed that too. I I, I wonder if that's something that to pay attention to later on as we get on. But you write about Toronto, the Toronto Raptors, number three, this fifteen game winning streak that they're on. Sebi, they have a better record through uh uh through fifty fifty nine games now or fifty three games now, excuse me, um than they did last year with Kawhi. Right. It, it, it's 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 special what we're saying from this team, and I think this is the maturation process from coming off a championship team. You know, when you've been there, when you you've you've done you you reached the mountaintop, it just elevates your game and elevates everyone around you, and that's exactly what you're saying from Toronto. You're saying this, you're seeing the maturation process of a team that just won a championship. And then they're not apologizing for it. They're continuing to go hard every single night, and they're not taking no nights off or taking any team for granted. And uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, you're right. That blockbuster trade with getting Marcus Morris. You added Marcus Morris to an already elite ball club. Now you just gave. Now you just added even more offensive depth in the pick and roll for this Clippers team, and, and also a pretty a pretty solid uh, def- defender as well. So, yeah, this top five has been very scary. But I've I've, I've been very excited with what I've seen from the Clippers. Yeah, definitely there for sure. I mean, I think right now that makes them just a tick ahead of the Lakers um, to me in the Western Conference once the playoffs come around. Can you imagine their closing lineup with Lou Williams, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard uh, having Morris potentially at the five and going uh, playing that small ball? So Doc Rivers has a lot he can use at his disposal come wow. postseason time. That don't even he wants to show right now in the regular season because we know the Clippers – it's a marathon. It's not a race for them yes. to get things going in the playoffs there for sure. But I got to show some love to the Toronto Raptors here, Mike. I mean, yes. they, they haven't made any excuses. They haven't missed a beat. They say Kawhi Leonard's gone. You've seen Pascal Siala emerge and blossom in that Kawhi Leonard role, being the man. And then also the supporting cast and nucleus. People tend to forget Kawhi sat 22 games last year. They went 17-5 and five without him. And so yes. this is a team... That they, I, I know that Kawhi was the man, and of course, he was the reason why the, 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 the Raptors won their first ever franchise title. But the supporting cast, I mean, they thoroughly outplayed Golden State last year, and right now we're seeing why they are not only Kawhi and, and you know, a bunch of scrubs, but they are Kawhi and then some help. And so Nick Nurse, uh, the guy can coach. I, I, I think oh, man. very underrated. At what he does, and so got to show love to them. My Boston Celtics, the emergence of Brown and Tatum. I had a scout here in Orlando. They said um, it was interesting. He said by the end of the season, if Boston can have Jason Tatum as their best player and not Jaden and and not Kimball Walker and maybe a one A one B type thing, that makes them a title contender. And I looked at him. I said, really? He said, yeah, yeah. because you have a six eight six nine guy that can play two ways, kind of like your Swiss Army knife, like a Paul George. He can guard one through four, but he can also get a basket on the opposite end and also dictate tempo. I said that. You see that from Jason Tatum? He said, yeah. yeah. That's what we've seen right now in this seven-game win streak. Winners of 10 of their last 11 um, as well. I got also got to show some love as well to some of these teams like the Utah Jazz, right? I, I know they slipped. They, they came up at seven, but um, Bogdanovich and, and Donovan Mitchell, what he's done, Jordan Clarkson, it is very interesting to me, Mike. With him on the court and Conley off, uh, off the bench, when you have him and Mitchell in the backcourt, their point differential goes up by almost eight points for Quinn Snyder's team. I think come playoff time, Jazz, they're, they're going to be some problems for some teams in the West. Oh, yeah. I got to show some love to them. And also uh, the Thunder. Uh, Shai Gilgis-Alexander, to me, um, has to be – him and Bam Adebayo right there for most improved player. I, I know he was good in, in, in with the Clippers, but I didn't expect this. Almost yeah, he was good. And, and stuff like that. So 
Exactly. Right now, the seventh seed, this is a team we, we had Adam Francisco, writer for the Thunder Beat on our show. He expected them to win only 30, 35 games a total. They've already surpassed that, Mike, through, throughout, you know, not even all-star break. Yeah, and they've already got 35 wins sitting at that seventh spot in the West. I think that they've overachieved. This team mm-hmm. is, is, is can look forward and, and very promising in the future. So got to show some love to the Thunder as well. Yeah, you definitely do. This Thunder team is overachieved for sure. And I think the 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 the, the fact that Shea Gildas Alexander has somebody like Chris Paul to, to kind of mentor him and coach him and like let, let him know you know how to be a professional on an every night basis. Being in that locker room with Shea Gildas Alexander, and with this with this entire Thunder team in general, it's just it's just it's just it's great for them because to have somebody like that that's been there before that's that that knows how to win that continue, continues to work to add that to an already an already hungry Thunder squad, a team full of role players that have all been doubted before in their time. Now now you just you're starting to see this team come together at the right time and. You know, it's, I love the formula. I love everything they have going on over there. And they're going to be a tough team. They're going to be a tough out. Yes. For sure. Here's a funny stat to you, Mike. Milwaukee and Toronto, one and two in the East right now. Remaining schedules, they've got the, <laughs> they've got the easiest schedules remaining in the NBA. So, I can I know for sure. Mike Boone knows your squad. They're, they're, they're pushing for 70 for sure, uh, given their cupcake schedule remaining. And Toronto Raptors right in the thick of things for 60, maybe 65-plus wins as well. So, that's a couple of things to look out there for sure. But um, the NBA, that's where amazing happens. A lot of things to talk about for there for sure. But folks, don't go anywhere because when we come back, we shift to talk about not the NFL, but the XFL and what we saw in their debut weekend. Myself and Michael Gray live inside the studios of WNSC. podcast radio show for my next segment here the xfl not the nfl uh kicked off this past weekend here and mike i I was fairly impressed you know Uh, it's not the nfl of course but a lot of changes the rules are different um a lot of uh a safety towards their players and i thought that that's a key component that the nfl could use that the xfl are doing um, same narrators. You got the uh, Fox guys on hand, and I thought that a lot of stuff that they did um, is it was really well. Something that stuck to me, Mike, was in one single week they made more money in ticket sales than they did in the AF. And so I'm not sure if this could be sustainable, but we've seen in one week XFL wasn't that bad. Got a chance to see a couple games. Not sure if the the teams. Uh, Vipers and Guardians or something, but uh, it was pretty interesting. I like what I saw. Yeah, I, I like what I saw as well. And like you said, it was. The, I'm glad you said it because it's the first week. You know, it's still early. People are still getting kinks out. And for them to do those numbers, like you said, in the first week, lets you know that the, XF, the XFL is doing, is doing pretty well. And th- depending on how the rest of the season goes, will determine whether or not this is something that's going to be, you know, that's going to like be for long term and things of that nature. But I, I like what I saw this weekend too. I got a chance to watch Cardell Jones, the quarterback for DC, and uh, you know he he finished with two hundred two hundred ninety one yards, two tubs. It was uh it was it was pretty it was pretty impressive. I was it, just seeing some of the other players that played in the NFL that got a, that got a chance to play in the XFL, like Will Hill. He's a safety for uh, one of the teams, and um, I got I got a chance to see a couple games. It was, I was pretty I was very impressed because you could tell the crowd was into it. Uh, the, the players were very receptive to that. They, they when they when they scored or got excited, you saw them jumping in the crowd. It was it was good energy. It was it was it was a good vibe this weekend for the for the first weekend. I'm very intrigued to see what the rest of this season unfolds because I like it so far and I like the new rule changes too. Right. Could the NFL use some of these new rules in in their league? Poss- possibly, but um, but I definitely love what I saw from the XFL and. And I'm I'm very I'm looking I'm very intrigued to see what the rest of the season looks like. Yeah, very interesting to see some of the rule changes. You can't in special teams you can't really go for the gunner until the receiver catches the ball. I thought that's something that could really yeah. for the NFL, especially uh, to help um, you know concussion safeties and guys getting hit low. So I thought that was pretty good. I expect a lot of offense in a league like this. 
Um, so it was really interesting on Sunday watching that New York game that there was a lot of fumbles. So you could tell these guys aren't really in game shape yet and ball security is an issue. But moving on forward, it, it's going to be something interesting uh, for us to watch uh, there for sure. What is the ceiling for the XFL, Mike? I mean, the commissioner came out in 2018, said that this would be a process. It took him two years for him to get to this point. Uh, is this sustainable? Yes, I think it is. I think I think they, if they continue to build from the first week, I think this definitely can be sustainable. And so so sustainable to the point where I think this, this could be long-term if they continue to build and continue to work and continue to reinvent this, uh, this XFL. Because right now, you already have something different outside of the NFL because not only is it is played during a different time, during the NFL offseason, but it's different rules. It's different. It's a different feel. It's a different vibe. It's not the same thing as the NFL. So that the creativity and the, 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 the just the difference of it alone is what's going to separate them and keep them keep them in business for a long time. But I think if they can continue to reinvent themselves and continue to continue to build off of what we've seen this first week. I think that this definitely can be sustainable for long for long term success. Right there for sure. There's a lot of big names on there too. Ann Murray, former quarterback for Georgia, University of Georgia. Matt McGloin. <laughs> ah. Got a chance to see him from uh Oakland in his yeah. days. Uh I thought that was cool. Sammy Coates, the ex receiver mm. for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That guy can flat out fly um, oh, yeah. as well. So he he he's 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 making uh, his uh he's on some team, I can't remember. Um, Pete Stoops, coach of mm-hmm. uh, the great Pete Stoops. Um, yep. I think he's a Hall of Famer from Oklahoma. Um, he's coaching out there for the Dallas team. Um, so uh, all of that to me is is really unique. And a lot of NFL players, ex-NFL players getting an opportunity to be in, in such a, a great opportunity like this. So a lot of things to watch out for. Mark Trustman, the former coach of the Chicago Bears, um, we know him from the CFL with the Canadian Football League. He's on uh, the Tampa Bay roster. That was pretty interesting to me, bringing that NFL innovation to the CF uh, to the XFL. Excuse me. Right. Um, a couple of things to watch out for for sure. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, just just reinventing yourself and bring. But in order to be in order to have a certain league like that, you it's almost incumbent in, in upon you to have certain. Uh, former coaches from the NFL or former affiliates from the NFL to be able to, you know, give their input and give their takes on, on what, what could possibly help. Because, like you said, a lot of these coaches, they're getting opportunities in the XFL that they weren't afforded or granted in the NFL. So it's just it's just an all-around another great opportunity. And then the fact that you have it during the offseason, once the NFL season's over, it's just, it's just, it just plays out perfect, in my opinion. And it does set itself up. To, for long-term success. Yeah, I was just thinking about this, Mike. You know, you you have the majors in the and uh, in the in baseball. They've got double A, triple A. They've got their minor leagues, their farm system for pitchers. The NBA has the G League, um, you know, developmental league. Um, yep. But football really doesn't have that. And so I think this is also an opportunity for scouts and GMs and um, to scout. Maybe all of a sudden they see as potential prospects. Can they enter the league? Um, so. That, that also can be good. So um, all of that stuff is nice, and we'll see if it can be sustainable for sure there as well. But when we come back, Mike, we'll wrap things up tonight and look ahead and predict and talk a little bit and discuss about the NFL free agency. The market opens March 18th. A lot of big names are circling in that pool. This and much, much more next. Hi, I'm Alwyn Morgan Jr. with Precise Tax and Accounting Services in Central Florida. And I would love to give a special thanks to the Sebi Podcast crew and all that they do to keep me updated with everything sports during this busy tax season. Do you find yourself overwhelmed by the changes in our new tax law? Or would you just love to have the peace of mind that comes with dealing with a well-informed professional? If this sounds like you, please reach out to us for any of your tax, accounting, or small business needs and be sure to let us know that Sebi Podcast sent you. Thank you. radio show our final segment tonight mike um comes with the nfl but before we do that mike the college basketball guru himself done a lot of stuff with the georgetown basketball team as long as well as the vcu rams 
Mike, talk to us a little bit about where you will be this week. Uh, this week, I'm glad you brought it up, uh, Sebby. This week, I'll be at the VCU versus Richmond game at Richmond. Uh, th- th- this this week at, at the University of Richmond. It's a it's a big game. This is a big game for both sides. VCU and Richmond have always had a long lasting rivalry, but now Richmond, but now Richmond is winning. They're winning to the point where they're in the conversation of, you know, uh, the, the, one of the top teams in the Atlantic Ten. So this game right here, uh, VCU took care of business on their home court. Uh, in the first matchup, they won by 15. In this second matchup, this would be on the road. This would be much tougher task. I know University of Richmond will be looking to seek revenge and and definitely and definitely make a statement in the Atlantic Ten and let, let VCU know that they mean business this year. So I can't wait. I'm I'm very excited for that matchup, and uh, and uh, I'll, I'll be in Richmond. I'll be in Richmond on Saturday. Definitely there for sure. We'll see if the Spiders of Richmond can hold serve okay. in that great rivalry that they have in the. A-10 there for sure, as all both of those teams are battling OB Toppin and the Dayton Flyers. Boy, they've been oh, flying, <laughs> flying over everybody in the A-10. Nevertheless, we shift gears back to the NFL. The market opens up real soon here, less than a month away. Some big stars, Cam, Cameron Durrell Newton, probably on his way out of Carolina, may have found their new quarterback and their new head coach, they want to build something new down there. You got Tom Brady's circulations over there that may he may be his tenure in New England may be done with Belichick in that division right there. And of course, guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick, can he be back on the move? Philip Rivers now, not no longer a member of the Chargers. So we're, obviously this is a quarterback driven league, Mike. We always got to start off with the quarterbacks. Where do you see some of these quarterbacks? And we'll start off with Phillip Rivers. Wow. Where do I see Phillip Rivers? Well, well, congratulations to Phillip Rivers on a great career in, with the Chargers. I mean, the, 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 what he's done with, the, with, with L.A. slash San Diego was, was special. I know he didn't capture a Super Bowl championship, but hats off, hats off to Phillip Rivers. But where do I see him possibly landing? Hmm, that's tough. I think I think one of the one of the tough team one of the top teams that he could possibly land on would be Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, in my opinion, is still one of those teams that are young, but they have all the pieces. They're just missing a legitimate quarterback, and uh, you know they have the weapons outside that can help them. You know when you have a Mike Evans in the middle of his prime, and then you got other guys like uh, Chris Godwin, things of that nature. OJ Howard at the tight end position. I, I just think the weapons there would, would definitely suit him and help him out, along with the uh, the rise and upcoming of that defense. An- another 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 landing spot for Rivers could possibly be Tennessee, because in my opinion, Tennessee is really is really low on quarterbacks. They, they they're they're literally one uh, franchise quarterback away from possibly being Super Bowl champions or contenders at least, with the, because they have the running game, they have the defense, they have the coaching, they have everything in place. They're just missing a quarterback, so. Those are those are my two teams that I really see uh, them having a possibility of going to Tennessee and Tampa Bay, and uh, yeah, that's that's what, that's what I'm going with. Philip Rivers, I I seen a great stat, Mike. I mean, first of all, I, we got to debate this. I, I think he is a Hall of Famer. I know he came in out of that class in '04 with Big Ben and Eli Manning. Both have multiple Super Bowl rings to show. Mm-hmm. Philip Rivers has the most touchdowns in NFL history without a Super Bowl appearance. He's approaching 400 TD passes thrown in his career. Yeah. He's at 397 right now, sitting there. And um, I, you look at the guys that's made the the super the the Hall of Fame and never won a Super Bowl. Warren Moon, um, he's paved the way for obviously black quarterbacks and and some others right. guys like Frank Tarkenton and and you know guys that we that we all know about. We were we weren't even a sperm <laughs> when they were playing. Yeah, right. But, Nevertheless, um, to me, Philip Rivers is, is an exceptional leader. Um, you have a fiery quarterback, always getting after his teammates. Um, you know, you talk about toughness personified, but one of those guys can just never go go get over the hump. And and all those great talented Charger teams he had back in the days: Vincent Jackson, LT, uh, Tomlinson with uh, Gates, and you talk about Michael Turner. And the list goes on. Keenan Allen of recent memory, Eckler. But uh, something just never added up for them to make it far. Um, so t- two teams to me make sense. Um, and they're both in the AFC South, right, which is crazy. Uh, I think a guy like Phillip Rivers is kind of like Tom Brady 
he needs to have a team that can pass protect and 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 yeah. and you don't go to a team that can't pass protect and look no further two great AFC South teams that can pass protect one of them is one we agree on in the Tennessee Titans led by Taylor Lewan, one of the most nastiest guys ever mm-hmm. uh, and that left tackle um to solidify that in his blind side I think he could play guard and tackle. You put him there with A.J. Brown, with some other speedsters that they have. Delaney Walker should be back. They already got the run game in Derrick Henry. And Mike mm-hmm. Vrabel shown that when he has talent, he's done it with less talent. Now, if he has talent, you bring in a Phillip Rivers, who I think is an upgrade over Tannehill. This team can not only contend for the SC South again next year, but also win it. The other team is the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, okay. You put him in a dome situation. All those years with Peyton Manning, we saw what he did. You have T.Y. Hilton. You've got Paris Campbell, young guy out of Miami, University of Miami. And, of course, Eric Ebron. Very, very, very competent tight end uh, to go along with uh, Hines out of the backfield who could catch passes. Um, I know Rivers loves guys like that um, and that type of offense. So you pair him up with Frank Wright. He was already in the staff in San Diego Chargers when they were there. So Mm -hmm. I think that continuity with those two teams – uh, makes sense, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, that's that, those are two great picks, and like like, like you said, we agree on the Tennessee pick. But Indianapolis is very intriguing because Indianapolis is in a a, a, a win. That, if you look at their roster, right. any quarterback would look at that roster and be like, "Yo, I can win that with that roster." Right. That's why we were. And their we offensive were so, line, my Quentin Nelson's a beast. <laughs> he's a beast. He's an absolute beast, and that's why people were uh, just lamenting and, and just. You know, just not not really mad, but just a little a little disappointed that Andrew Luck decided to retire when he finally got all the pieces that he'd been right. wanting the first six years of his career. Because they have everything, offensive line, the weapons, the wide receivers, the running games, the defense was coming along. They're and they mentioned about Mar- your guy, Marlon Mack. Oh man, Marlon Mack is special. And I'm glad you brought up Hines too. This this is this is a this is a complete ball club and coaching as well. So you're right. This would be a perfect fit for any quarterback to get along Phillip Rivers. But you're right. This this Indianapolis team is is very intriguing for uh should be very intriguing for Phillip Rivers. Excuse me, Phillip Rivers or any other any other uh, free agent quarterback. Yeah, for sure. And maybe a two year deal. Uh, you know his his best years are behind him. But if you're in a win now mode, like those two teams in the AFC South, I think you pull the strings there for sure. A guy like Cameron Durrell Newton, Mike. Um, all the talent in the world. 2015, you uh. uh you know, um, MVP, Super Bowl appearance, unlike Philip Rivers. But the last couple of years haven't been the same. Um, so what should we expect and where can Cam Newton land? Wow, that's a good question. Cam Newton needs to land on a team that's willing to build. I want to say build around him, but but build around his strong, his, his strong set, his strong suits. Like a team, a team, for example, that's, uh, you know, because you saw his MVP season, how he was able to, you know, not only just uh, scramble out the pocket and use utilize his legs, but he was also able to throw the ball within the pocket as well. And as long as he is able to go to a team where there's still some solidified weapons, there's still a solid offensive line that's not going to keep that's not that's going to keep him off his feet. I think I think it would be a great fit for him. I think a solid fit for him, maybe not the best fit for him, could possibly be a team like uh, like Jacksonville. Uh, say say if they have if they have a a quarterback situation that could that could be an interesting team for him. I, I'm not gonna lie to you, Sebi. This Miami team is on the up and coming to me. I think this Miami team is very young. They're very they they they, they really impressed me. The end towards the end of last year, and I think those those could be two potential landing spots for him if it doesn't pan out with in Carolina. And um, I, I just think some, some some whatever team he does go to. It's gonna to have to be a team that utilizes all of his strengths and is built around him, used for him. Because right. if it's if it's not if it's not a suitable situation for him, I just don't see him having as much much success at this point of his career. Right. I, when I look at Cam Newton, I think of a guy that he needs one of those offensive minds to use his yes. skill sets. He needs a, a Sean McVay. He needs a Frank yeah. Wright or somebody like that to get the best out of him and be able to put him out in space and use all of his athleticism. So. A team to me, not sure if he wants to go there, <laughs> but Chicago makes sense to me. Um, Trubisky hasn't been the answer for the first couple of three seasons. I know they, they paid a lot to draft yeah. up him at number two overall, so it looked bad for them to get him out of his contract three seasons in. But you put 
they've got an elite defense, I think a championship defense led by Khalil Mack, um, mm-hmm. Akeem Hicks and, and, and Eddie Jackson and those guys. So they need a, a guy on offense that could just hold hold their own, right? It, they, he can just be a game manager. I think obviously Cam Newton's a step ahead of a game manager, but when, when healthy, of course, but he's a guy that I think the Bears just need 20 points and the defense will do the rest. And so right. if they can get a guy like Cam Newton, got guys – um, uh, they still got some good playmakers, Trey Burton, Allen Robinson. So they've got some guys that can make plays on the edge along with Tariq Cohen in the backfield. And so when you could play, um, you know, kind of like that pistol formation uh, and, and stuff like that with Cam, you pair him up with Matt Nagy and that type of creative mindset and what they can do. I think Chicago makes sense along with kind of like what you were saying. I think Miami fits as well. Uh, you've got Devontae Parker. You've got some of these uh, great young assets that they have moving on forward and a top pick coming up this year. So if you could flip that with a Ryan Fitzpatrick to Carolina, mm-hmm. it's a battle with uh, their young quarterback. I can't really think of his his, his mind right now. Um, in Carolina? Yeah, in Carolina. For Cal Allen? Newton. Uh, yep, Cal Allen. You could flip that. Uh, you could flip, uh, excuse me, Fitzpatrick and a pick from Miami to get Cam Newton and have, you know, in training camp, maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick mentor Kyle Allen or maybe fight for a starting job with their head coach and, and Matt Rule. I think that makes sense as well for Cam Newton to work in, down there in Miami. So those those are two two places I look there as well. But we'll see. Yeah, Chicago, Chicago seems like a pretty good pick to me as well because, you know, in, in, in that frigid cold with somebody as big as Cam Newton, it's going to – Defenders are gonna think twice before they even try to tackle him. It's hard enough to tackle Cam Newton when it's uh when when it when it's when it's normal weather outside. But when it gets cold, uh, a, lot, a lot of defenders gonna be hesitant. They see him see a uh, big number one coming downhill, coming downhill um uh, in in open space. So that that would definitely be interesting. Like like you said, like you said, they already have an elite defense, so he wouldn't have to be Superman offensively. He would just have to just not turn the ball over and and and, and continue to make the big plays for him. But um. You're right. The, those are some pretty good picks, and I hope I really do hope Cam Newton finds a home and finds somewhere to continue the rest of his career. Right. The big daddy of them all, obviously, we've got some others as well. Teddy Bridgewater. We saw what he did when when you know Drew Brees went down. They went five and zero. Him as a starter. Taysom Hill seems to me that this is a guy that the franchise wants to keep. So that would mean Teddy Bridgewater would leave because of the cap in the NFL. You can't pay everybody. So mm-hmm. uh, a guy like that to me. Um, you know, the 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 Chargers make sense to me here with with this. Obviously, they're gonna get Derwin James back. Bosa and Ingram, I think, the best one of the, if not the best tandem, um, uh, sack guys in the NFL, along with those Forty Nine er gangs. But um, you have him come back on offense. You can have a Teddy Bridgewater for maybe like a two or three year deal. If you want to give him max dollars, that'll be cool. Everybody will be back. Hunter Henry's a great wideout. Um, you've got Keenan Allen as well out there. Um, you know, they still have Eckler that they can line yep. outside. So the Chargers, to me, making sense for a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, for me, makes sense. But uh, where do you think Teddy lands? The Chargers would be a great pick A great pick for me as well. Like you said, they have everything. They have all the pieces. They have uh, a stout defense. The, the Chargers make a lot of – a lot of sense to me. I'm not. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna lie to you, uh, Sebi. I was one of the people that was on the bandwagon of him staying in New Orleans because I saw him potentially being becoming a starter once Drew Brees decided to retire. But uh, I just think I just think right now was the best chance for him to maximize his opportunities because I don't I don't I don't think he should wait two more years around for possibly Drew Brees to retire and then like you said, is the franchise willing to go in his direction or are they catering more towards Taysom Hill? So. I think I think he should definitely get out of there and maximize his potential to get to get a max contract and to get a, to become a franchise quarterback in another organization. And um, the Chargers definitely seem like 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 they like they like they could be a, a piece for him. And um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with the Chargers too. I think that's the perfect piece for him to be honest. I think that's the perfect spot for him to go to. And of course, the granddaddy of them all, Tom Brady. Of course, he is 42 now. If this guy was 10 years younger, Mike, he would be the greatest free agent acquisition since LeBron James, maybe. Since since uh, <laughs> telling himself he's going to Miami Beach, <laughs> to, taking his talent to Miami. Tom Brady at 42, entering 43 in August. 
Um, he says he wants to play at 45. Bill Belichick and that staff are wanting to cut ties with him. Belichick wants to go another route. He wants to have his hair apparent um, as the next Brady there. Um, and so a lot of teams are interested. The, 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 the Raiders are looking for face before they go to Vegas. You, you've got the, the, the Chargers in win-now mode getting all their players back. The 49ers believe if they cut ties with Jimmy G and have Tom Brady <laughs> as quarterback, maybe he's the guy that can get them over the hump to beat a team like Patrick Mahomes. And then, of course, the thought of Jerry Jones winning another Super Bowl, Mike. The thought of Jerry Jones getting back to the glory days of the 90s where Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, and Troy Aikman. What, how would that fitting that would be? The biggest star with a star on his helmet. So, Mike, to you, probably the biggest free agent acquisition coming out. I, I, it's, it's been noted that Brady wants to test the market here. The great Tom Brady, where do you think he'll land? I think he's staying in New England. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think, uh, I, I think if he does, I, I just don't see it. I just don't see him going to another team at this juncture of his career. I know, he, I know he's probably going to entertain it. I know he's definitely looking, thinking about it. I know he's definitely, you know, uh, you know, just just flirting with the idea of possibly going to another team. But I really don't see him leaving New England. I think the best chance he has to win a Super Bowl championship is next year with the New England Patriots. I think I, I, I truly believe that. And um, but if he was to go to another team, as much as I can't stand him, that Dallas Cowboys, uh, that Dallas Cowboys opening looks very intriguing, because. If you take out, if you if you if you take out, you you add a Mike McCarthy, and then you, and then you add a you take out a Dak Prescott, and you add a Tom you add a Tom Brady, to already a Zeke Elliott, to already a number one receiver and Amari Cooper, and then uh and then you got others like Gallup and others and that. And then you have this young defense who's emerging. I mean that's that's very intriguing right there coming to Dallas. But um I, I think the, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think the Chargers, I think the Chargers would be a great pick for him as well because. Out there in LA, you know, he the, the team that they have, Tom Brady would fit in that system, fit in that with that team perfectly. And uh I just think literally all they're missing is a top quarterback. And they're they're right in the conversation for possibly winning a Super Bowl too. So uh I I've always been intrigued about if Brady does go to another team, how would he fit in another system? How would he look with another team? Because we've only seen him with the Patriots over the last twenty years. So it would definitely be intriguing to see him go to another team. But I really think he's going to stay in New England. Now, there's a lot of narratives in this, Mike. Um, me being the Tom, the biggest Tom Brady fan, I've got his jersey and everything. I mean, you know, growing up, that that was my guy. My first football game at the age of five was Tom Brady against Kurt Warner in, in Super Bowl 36, I believe, um, the, against the greatest show on turf. At that time, Brady was a game manager, you know, at the time, being under – this, the the instructions of Drew Bledsoe all those years, and nobody would ever thought a six-round guy would become this. So I, I'm the biggest Tom Brady guy, the storyline of everything. It's kind of had a storybook feeling to it. But throughout all this year, this, I, I think Brady, to me, has nothing – he has nothing to me to prove, right? I, I don't think this guy has anything else to prove. But I think internally, this guy's motivation is through the roof. And there is a whole – that isn't filled. There's a lot of guys in, out there that believe that Brady's success has been under because of Belichick and the greatness of Tom Brady. Now, I think that's true. Belichick, I, I, I think if not, he's not the greatest coach ever. He's in that top two, top three. So a lot of success has to be, you know, given to him. But Brady feels as if that not a lot of recognition has been given to him in his greatness. And so I, I guess internally, that's the drive that he has to perhaps test the market and see. And I'm not gonna lie to you, Mike. I know you 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 bleed gang green, uh, bleed gang big blue. Excuse me. Yes. I, the Dallas Cowboys make sense. I, I I think he stays in New England. That's I think he stays in New England. If he wants to win a Super Bowl, he stays in New England. I think for sure. A bold prediction here. I'll be the first to say. I think Josh McDaniels will be the coach of the Patriots sooner rather than later. It's just too much drama with Kraft and Belichick and and all those guys. Will Brady stay? So I think. If anybody was to leave, it would be Belichick before Brady because Kraft is Brady's guy. Um, yeah, so exactly. that's that's just a that's just a bold prediction uh, to me. If it's hard for me to find a guy to have Andrew Luck and the Colts and just you know retort that type of opportunity. So I, I think there's something in that organization that they got planned in the future. But again, back to the issue out here. And I think Brady stays, but that Dallas Cowboys makes sense. 
Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb. I mean, Brady had these uh, weapons this year. We will probably be talking about the Patriots perhaps in the Super Bowl and not the Tennessee Titans. Uh, So um, you have Ezekiel Elliott, who I'm a huge fan of. I love his style of playing. And then um, I think they upgraded in coaching. You have an opportunity for Jerry Jones to get his hands rather than a five-year deal. Now, here's the mix-up for Dallas. Do you want to pay max dollars for, (coughs) excuse me, Dak Prescott on a multi-year deal for four or five years? Or do you want to give Brady a two-year deal and knowing that if it doesn't work out or if it does, you win a Super Bowl, who's going to be that next guy to replace him once he retires? But I, I just think it makes sense for Jerry Jones because he will take a Super Bowl over all the money he's got. And we know the Dallas Cowboys franchise is worth a lot. They're worth billions, uh, according to Forbes list. So, to me, the, it makes sense. You got the defense, Leighton Vander Esch, Jaden Smith. I mean, everything is their place. I think I believe the Dallas Cowboys are a quarterback away. As yeah, well as the Titans. I think the Titans make sense. Vrabel and Brady were teammates oh, yeah. uh, early on when they were winning Super Bowls. You tell Tom Brady I have a weapon like Derrick Henry. <laughs> he would be more than delighted to hand the ball off. And more than three. That great offensive line. Dallas has an exceptional offensive line. Those two teams make sense. But at the end of the day, I think Brady stays. I think he stays as well. And you and um, I, you brought up a great point because it, it, it's, it's crazy because most of these teams that are out there searching, yeah, they, they might they might want Brady for momentarily, but are they, are they playing are they playing the momentary game or are they playing the forever game? Because, you know, like like you said, this is a 43-year-old quarterback. There's no guarantee if Tom Brady comes to your team that you're going to automatically win the Super Bowl. Right. That's not a guarantee. But there is a guarantee that if you get a – if you get a, that if you were able to get a franchise quarterback uh, that's going to be there for 10-plus years, then right. that's going to that's gonna bode you well. And I think that's the, that's the lane that a lot of these teams are going. They don't want to take that chance on Brady because it's not a guarantee we're going to get a run. Right. And not only that, it's, it's going to be for – it's going to be like a, a one-year, two-year rental. Right. When, when when we could use that time to play the forever game, are we going? Is it so? I think it all depends on what what the motive is for certain teams. Is it momentary success or is it the forever game? Right. And um and, and once once they figure that out, I think that's when Tom Brady will have his decision. But I think I think Brady at the end of the day, I think he's like you said, he's staying in New England. Yeah, and and, and that's worked, right? Peyton Manning going to Denver. They went they went to two Super Bowls. They they, yeah. they I mean they went three Super Bowls and no, excuse me, they went they went two. to two. Yeah, they went to two, right? They lost one yeah. and they won one. Uh, right. the, the last time in his uh, sunset uh, uh, retirement year. Um, so that's work. You know, a guy later on in the season, you know, it's it's work. And, and, and if there's anybody that can do it, Tom Brady can. I just – just the situation he's in. Why would you leave Belichick and, and, and crack right, right. Yeah, that exactly. organization? And so um, I, I think now, though, there's a lot of factors in. He has a home in L.A. The Chargers make sense. His wife and his kids now are, are in their teens, so they have a say-so now where they want to locate Mike. So there's a lot of narratives that has to be considered. And Brady has said he's not taking a home discount anymore. He's been taking, you know, discounts all his life. I, I think he's looking for that over 30 mil. So it's a dicey situation. It's a dicey situation, but we'll, we'll see where Tom Brady lands. Uh, I want to play a game with you, Mike. I'll tell you a guy, and you'll tell me where they land. This is a game that we haven't played before, but given the situation of NFL free agency, let's see where Mike's head is at. So I'll bring it up to you. I'll bring up a guy that I think is a marquee guy outside of quarterbacks that can be very, very productive for teams that will get the free agency market. First off, Mr. Jadavian Clowney. I'm going to say the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. That's a that's a great uh, prediction there. I'm gonna give you a bold here, and this might make you smile, Mike. I'm gonna say Jadavian Clowney signs with the New York Football Giants. The Giants need <laughs> they need defensive help, right? They need defensive help, and they need to yes. that. I think they're gonna use that top two pick as well. They're gonna sign uh, Chase Young as well. Can you imagine the edge of Clowney and Chase Young coming against opposing quarterbacks? I know that makes you smile thinking about it. I think the Giants they have enough money to pay. Max dollars for Jadavian Clowney, and I know they ain't trading the second pick. I, I think they'll get those two guys. That's that's what I think there as well. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely see that. Uh, you trust me, you know I'm not going to dispute that. I, I, that's, <laughs> that's music. That's music to my ears. Yeah. 
Well, next up, Chris Harris Jr. He wants out of Denver. Denver uh, right now, as well as Devon Miller, you know, he's on his contract. We don't think Von Miller is going anywhere. He's not a quarterback, but he's the franchise player. But Chris Harris Jr. is a guy that can definitely help a couple contenders. He'll hit the market. Where do you think he lands? I think he goes I, I, for a contender. I, I would like to see him with the San Francisco 49ers. I think that cornerback play struggled uh, late in the season, especially in the Super Bowl. And uh, I think if you added somebody like Chris Harris Jr. that's able to cover the slot, cover the cover the outside, he's very flexible at the corner position. I think that adds another another dimension to this already elite 49ers defense. I'm gonna go with the Super Bowl champions. My, I'm gonna go with the Kansas City Chiefs, as if Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes even needs more help, right? <laughs> you get right. Chris Harris Jr. They don't really have a top dog, a solidified uh, guy in the back end outside of Tyron Matthew. You give a guy like Chris Harris Jr. and you give Patrick Mahomes a guy like that, I, I think for the Kansas City Chiefs, very appealing. They have to reconstruct a lot of contracts on their teams, but Chris Harris Jr. to me makes sense out there for any team like that there for sure. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree. Chris Harris, Chris Harris is one of those corners that he, he's gonna bring, he's gonna bring a certain mentality and a certain play style to any team that he plays in. At this point in career, I would love to see him go to a contender. I like AJ Green, a, a guy like AJ Green definitely wants to leave the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, uh, Mike, um, they're in disarray. It might think, <laughs> might think second thoughts. I think they're getting Joe Burrow. But um, where do you think a guy like AJ Green would could land? So be the New England Patriots. I think they, I think they'll land on the Patriots. I think if Tom Brady stays, which which I feel, I feel like he will, you you bring some more weapons, somebody like that that can set the tone, a big time weapon that you know is not a hothead, he's not a headache, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna go about the business of going to work, and uh, you put him on on that team, I think that that adds fuel to the fire and just and just continues to elevate the New England Patriots. I think that would be perfect for him because they will use him, they'll utilize his strengths, and uh, and, and and like revamp. Revamp his career because last last couple of years he's been on the he's been on the downside for AJ Green, but I think he could he could definitely get back rejuvenated with New England Patriots. Definitely there for sure. I think the Patriots make sense. They if Tom Brady come back, he's guaranteed to get weapons. What a oh, better yeah. weapon than AJ Green? Only early in his thirties, I think he has a lot of game to play. Right? We mm-hmm. saw Randy Moss later on in his career come to New England and they lit up numbers. Look out oh. if Tom Brady gets a guy like. Um, uh, 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 AJ Green. I think the league needs to look out for sure. Another team that makes sense is the Raiders. They're looking for face for uh, 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 Vegas. Um, they want to move away from Derek Carr, but um, if you get a guy like AJ Green, maybe that lures one of these top quarterbacks to come out there in Vegas. So that's another guy to keep out there for sure. Next guy I've got up is Melvin Gordon. Um, you know, he, the holdout, we're not sure. He wants to be top dollars, one of the elite backs in the NFL. He wants to be paid like that. Chargers are a little reluctant on it. Where do you think he lands? Wow, that's tough. If I had to pick somebody, I'm going to go with the How about the Washington Redskins? How about the, how about the Washington Redskins? The Redskins, uh, they're a little, 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 little iffy at the uh, running back position because it's continuously hurt. Darius guys, he, uh, I love, I love, I love what he brings to the table, but you know, the, with the injuries, you have to, you definitely have to think about some things about which, where you want the direction that you want to go to. And um, if I had, to, if I had to pick another team outside, outside of the Redskins, I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the Green Bay Packers. I think, I think the Packers would definitely use. I think Aaron Rodgers, you know, Aaron Jones had a great season last year. Don't get me wrong, Aaron Jones had a, a very good season, but I think. An elevated version of him is a Melvin Gordon, who's much more shifty, can catch out the backfield, can can make is more explosive. I think that that tandem with Aaron Rodgers and possibly Melvin Gordon would would be scary in Green Bay. Would definitely give their offense a a, a bigger dimension and give Aaron Rodgers a much much needed security blanket out out the backfield. Right. Uh, to me, the team that makes sense to me is the Houston Texans, and they got the money to do it. Um, a lot is relying about on them. Deshaun Watson. A lot is relying on Deshaun Watson, and rightfully so. He's the franchise quarterback. But even the great ones, the great quarterbacks, they need a running game to rely to to get them uh, those tough yards, those hard-earned yards. You can put him in the backfield. You can put him out wide. He's great as a pass catcher. And you put him out there with Hopkins, Fuller, and Stills. I mean, <laughs> 
can't double anybody. So I think the Texans to me make sense uh, um, for sure. And uh, we'll see if they can make it happen there for sure. Lastly here, Mike, before we leave tonight, we've got your native Washington very own Trent Williams. I think to me, he is the marquee offensive line guy. He wants out of D.C. Big teams are looking for him. The Browns are looking for offensive line help for Baker Mayfield and others. Where do you see him, Mike? Uh, I know the Redskins are going to do everything in their power to try to keep him because the Redskins have already shown that they're trying to keep him because they just changed their entire medical staff. So I know off that alone, they're trying to keep him in Washington. But if he does go to another team, Sebby, I would, like you said, I would like to see him with the Browns. Baker, Baker Mayfield was all over the place this year. I think he needs more stability on the offensive line. Presence like him that's going to, you know, galvanize the troops and get everybody in line and make sure we're all on the same page. If you if you want to take that next step to become a winning organization, Trent Williams is the type of guy you get in your locker room because not, as, not only is he a leader of the offensive line, but he's a leader of men. He's one of those guys that he, he'll, he'll, he'll hold everybody accountable. And, uh, you know, he has no problem speaking his mind. He's a very blunt and transparent type of person. So I think having him in that locker room would definitely, would definitely bode well for that team. Another guy that's on the market, the Philadelphia Eagles might lose one of the premier left guards in the NFL and Jason Peters. We know about the injury bug that he's had, but a guy like that who's, who's still very competent, I think he's one of the oh, best yeah. at his position. What do you For think sure. a guy like that could land? Jason Peters, Jason Peters can land. Wow, that's tough. I, I can see, I can see Jason Peters landing in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Houston, Sebby. I'm gonna say Houston because Deshaun Watson is running for his life. Um, it, it was, it was all over the place. So I think, I think Jason Peters could definitely, could definitely land and land in Houston. Uh, it, it just would bode well for Deshaun to continue to keep him upright and give him more, more, more running lanes to go out, out of the outside of the pocket. Definitely, yeah, for sure. Some of the marquee guys that we talked about that you may know that will be hitting the market March 18th. I know I'll be ready for this. A lot of fresh <laughs> faces, oh, yeah. new teams, and we'll see if some of the marquee ones stay there for sure. Any last thoughts tonight, Mike? Yeah, definitely, man. Georgetown got a big win on Saturday against DePaul. It was much needed. Great game to watch. And uh, just, just continuing, to, continuing to cover these college, college sports, man. Stay tuned for all, all, all college sports coverage from me as far as Georgetown, VCU, or any, any top college sports that's going on. Uh, keep it live on Sports Journey Media. Definitely there for sure. We got to get into our college basketball. The madness is, is upon us soon, right? Oh, yeah. Less than a month away. So uh, we got to definitely tune in and talk about some madness there in our upcoming episode there for sure. But for now, we say so long for now tonight in outside of Studio Z. You've missed some of our recordings or some of our episodes? Have no fear. The Sebi Podcast experience is still here. You can check us out at our website at sebipodcast.info. Again, that is sebipodcast.info for any of our audio segments on Spotify and iTunes and some of our streaming visuals on our YouTube website and links there at sebipodcast.info. Some cool merch. If you want to DM us and send us all of your email requests, we'll be sure to get them here on the Sebi Podcast experience. And remember, folks, whether you're listening on air or viewing online, Sebi Podcast is wherever you go. And that is the slogan.